We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Girls will drop acid once at a music festival and like they come back in their apartments filled with crystals. Welcome to, to the, the Holy, Holy Hour. Hour. I'm Amelia Sampson. And I'm Liz Ball. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. We're recording now for the first time in two weeks, three weeks? Two, two weeks. weeks. Yeah. Long time. I know. We've been and I busy. haven't even like, re- I haven't, we haven't released an episode in like two weeks, but yeah, I feel like that's okay. That is okay. But we, we, lo- we need to talk about, lives. yeah, we need to talk about how our schedule has been going. Yeah. Um, Do you want to start? Yours yeah. has been crazier than mine. I needed to take, like, I took a, a week and a half off of work because I just, I don't know. I think, like, a lot of people, like, my mental health has just kind of been deteriorating. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of just dealing with COVID um, yeah. has been, like, we're all just, like, barely hanging on. And we're like, okay, I just got to hang on until this this after the election or until this point yeah and then when you keep telling yourself that you're just like exhausted mm-hmm. you're like how long can I keep just just holding on yeah, totally and because we've been dealing with this now since March and then now the days are shorter than they've ever been and it's cold mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's rainy and like this things are so so bad so it's like we're really just kind of like running on fumes the last part of this year now yeah so and I'm glad you took that time off it's so too. important I really that needed that. it I needed it a lot are you feeling ready to get back to work no but I mean not in a bad way like I needed time to like make my my apartment feel more like a home mm-hmm. because I just like had moved and had a million things going on immediately after that so I boxes piled up for like four weeks yeah and, um, I mean, like, I just assembled my bed frame last week, and... It looks so uh, good in here. We have thanks. a podcast table now, yeah. y'all. If you've seen I have our a kitchen table. on our Instagram, you'll see that we, we usually record on the on ground. The <laughs> People will message me and be like, are you recording from the floor? Yes. Like, um, now we have a table. Yeah, so... take take that we're like professional podcasters now (laughs) yeah I have a I have enough room for a kitchen table now Mm -hmm. like a real grown-up um it's really great uh, yeah I have like space for everything for each of my stations so it's been nice to just finally like unpack and put get in a space where it feels like a home yeah um and my next step is to like hang things on the wall, uh-huh. and I'll be almost done. Yeah. Oh my god, it's yeah. gonna be so nice not to have to worry about like getting anything else mm-hmm. put together and just exactly. like, be able to live here. You've done so much since the last time I was here, and just yeah. Well, so okay, this weekend I was talking to um, my boyfriend about like how I've been feeling in general lately. Like of just um, COVID's been hard. Like trying to. And I know I'm not the only person who feels this way. Just, like, all of your normal processes are gone. Mm -hmm. And this is the first time any of us have had to experience something like this. Yeah. And I I explained to him that, like, I'm used to having at least one thing in my life that I'm very good at. Um, And everything in my life takes turns, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, sometimes I'm very focused on work and, like, doing, like, thriving at work and... 
doing whatever there and making something like making one of the projects like my passion at work and then sometimes it's my home sometimes it's my dating life or family whatever everything takes turns yeah and right now I don't feel like there's anything that I'm good at <sighs> and um I, I'm sure you can relate to this like like being good at something the first time yeah and just being like kind of growing up like gifted or whatever yeah that bullshit is but still like you're rewarded for being good at something when you first try it yep and so this is like the first time I feel like I haven't had something I can be good at and celebrate yeah I'm like glad that I took some time off and I got to like focus on myself finally so that I can put myself in a, a position where I'm able to like be really passionate about something and not feel like I'm empty. Totally. It's so important for employers because I feel like the like they do it for optics saying like we have mental health days that you can take and then they make it impossible to take the mental health days. They make it so hard to get the time off. It's the same yeah, thing and with it's like, like embarrassing yeah. and shameful and it's like okay well I don't want to explain to you what I'm going through right now. Mm-hmm. I mean that's like it really is. They just, they make it, it's like capitalist America just makes it so hard <laughs> to take time off. And yeah. Like, it's just, it's completely unacceptable with like the unlimited time off that a lot of companies are doing. I was talking to somebody that has that as an option and they were like, yeah, but nobody takes it because we're too busy to take it. So it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's a nice perk, but like companies don't make it easy to take time off. And it's so important to just to have like a second to refresh. So I'm glad they were able to do well, that. And now that we're all working from home, I think we're realizing like the 40 hour work week is bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's not serving anyone. Yeah. Except for, um, capitalism. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just outdated. Yeah, exactly. It's outdated. But then also it's like, we don't have any of our normal processes. Like I love my alone time and I really value my time by myself and focusing on those kinds of things. But, um, I like the time I got like being around other people was at work. Mm -hmm. Like that's my fun social time is at work. Yeah. And then, no. And then like, if I was busy at work, I could take a break and walk around and maybe talk to a couple of my friends or go get a snack. And then now I can't do that. It's yeah. just me like moping around my house, dealing with this fuck, <laughs> meowing in the middle of all of my calls. But yeah, no, I'm glad that you got like a little bit of time away and just got to like step away from life for a second. It was a, a good way to end my time off. Yeah, good. It was yeah, like put a bow on it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay, you guys. <laughs> So I stopped dating for a sec as I was talking about, um, like literally it was a sec. I was, I think I was thinking that it was going to be like a few months, but it was like a month and then I needed to kind of hit the ground running again. Um, and I met this guy, we're going to call him fake Dom because he's a fake Dom. Yeah. And we'll get to that too later on in the story. But, um, long, long story short, without giving like too much exposition that like doesn't fucking matter. I ended up going on a third date with him this past weekend on Friday and we both got COVID tests. He was like really sweet. He like didn't fight me on the COVID test. He was just like, totally. And then like sent me his results. And like, he was, I was really excited to see him. And I was like counting down the days. He like made a countdown for it. And like, I don't know, I was just like really clicking with him and we had a lot of fun together. And it seemed like we understood each other on a, a bunch of different levels. I didn't take him too seriously. He didn't take life too seriously, which like I like that in a person. And so I went over to his house on Friday and um, he like made these really fancy drinks. He had this whole night planned. We watched a movie. We went in his hot tub. He had Is a hot tub? Uh-huh. He lives in a, like a nice house, but he has two roommates. So, um, which is not an issue, but he does Mm-mm. make a lot of money and he's like older than me. So I'm just kind of like, when are you going to stop having roommates? But that's fine. I'm not going to judge him, but it was still kind of like, that was one of the things that I was like, he kind of felt like a little bit of a man child to me. Mm -hmm. Like he wasn't ready to like grow up, which is again, okay. I'm not ready to grow up, but it was still kind of like making my ears perked a little bit. (laughs) Um, so we were in the hot tub and he was like, you know what? I was thinking like, this is 
our third date and I haven't kissed you yet. And I was like, yeah, I've noticed that. We just started like making out and it was getting like really hot and heavy in the hot tub. And then we went inside and he was like, you want to watch a movie? And I was like, he has a huge TV in his room. So I was like, we're hundred percent going to watch a movie in his bed. And he was like, do you mind if we watch it on the couch? And I was like, oh, okay. Like he's not like rushing into things. And like, I liked that. And we were watching a movie and we were like cuddling on the couch and he was scratching my back. And it was just like, everything going on was very romantic. Um, and he was like kissing my cheeks and stuff and my face cheeks. <laughs> and I don't know. It was just like, we were just really vibing and it felt very romantic and comfortable. And then he paused the movie and he was like, do you want to go into my bed? And I was like, yes. What and movie was it? Borat 2. No. <laughs> I've been wanting to see it. It wasn't that a romantic movie whatsoever, but we had been talking about it in the hot tub. <laughs> I just wonder about you, your experience watching Borat 2, and my experience watching Borat 2. Did I tell you what, what I was doing when I watched it? No. Um, me and my boyfriend did shrooms. Mm. <laughs> and we, like, we start, he made them into a tea, and then we were watching uh, Borat 2, and then we, like, drank the tea, and then towards the end, we both started getting really high, and then, um... <laughs> And then his, like, his roommate was with us, too, and we're trying to, like, be normal watching Bora. And then his roommate, like, went into his room to play games or something. And then he was like, how are you doing? And I was like, I'm so high. And he's like, me, too. He's like, you're, like, half my size. Oh so my I can't God. even imagine how high you are. I was on another plane. It was so fun, Damn. Though. And then we were like, Rudy Giuliani looks I didn't even get to that part. We ended up turning it off before that part. I was so disappointed. He is a lizard person wearing a skin suit. so excited to watch it. Especially when you're on shrooms. Yeah, we stopped it partway through. Yeah, that's totally a different experience than I had. We were just like eating popcorn. But both still very funny, in my opinion. Oh my god, so true. Y'all get... Watching on his couch with his roommates Getting all hot and bothered watching... Watching Borat. Nothing sexier than like... Watching Borat. (laughs) Like... (laughs) crash a girl who plays rally (laughs) she's amazing that girl i was like this girl holding it together Uh uh-huh she was incredible i was like i'm amazed amazed that they found somebody like matches energy Mm -hmm. um but anyway so we ended up going into his room and it got like really hot really fast he like took off my clothes so fast and he like went down on me and he was like really like intense um we ended up having sex and then he came really fast and I had to tell him that I didn't come which was like fine because like maybe he didn't know but then he was like oh I'm sorry he like said I'm sorry at first and I was like <laughs> like start doing something <laughs> yeah so like what are you gonna do about it uh, that totally sucks the orgasm gap is crazy <laughs> <The> orgasm gap. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, but he ended up, uh, he was like, how do you want me to, how do you want me to help you? And he pulled out like one of those, um, like big wands. What are they called? Like a Hachi? Yeah. Hitachi. Hitachi. Hitachi wand. I think is what it's called. Um, remarkable. I've never had an orgasm like that. Ooh. Yeah. How do you feel about a guy just having his own vibrator? He uses it on himself. Apparently he was like, it's great for his pleasure too. He was like, it gets me hard so fast. I was like, I don't think like. What, what do you do after that, though? Like, do you... I, I, have, I have questions, Does he just, like, put it on his balls? <laughs> he just puts it on, like, the head of his dick, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was just, like, under his pillow. So, like, he just has it in his bed. His bed is phenomenal. It's enormous. It feels bigger than a king. His room is amazing. The lighting is incredible. I was like, I could sleep in here. Did it have, like, vibey lighting that changed colors? He, he had um purple... No, pink and blue lighting. So it was kind of, like, purple in there. Yeah, that's some tech boy shit. Oh, my God. Does he I, work in tech? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I really like his room. So we had sex. He came pretty fast. Then he made me come after I had to tell him. Um, and then we were cuddling after. And, like, I turned on my side and we were spooning, like, 20 minutes later. And then we just, like, you know, got hot and heavy again. We ended up having sex again. We used the vibrator the second time during sex. And I think it felt good for him, too. Because it's so intense. He could definitely feel it. Um, and then that was fine. We came at the same time. And it was great. We were cuddling after... And he was being so romantic. He was, like, kissing my cheek a bunch. He was, like, saying all this nice stuff to me. Like, just, like, it felt very relationshipy. He was, like, talking about bonding with my dad. He was, like, because my dad skis and he snowboards. He's, like, would that be a good thing for us to do for bonding? Yeah. He was saying shit like this. And I was, like, okay, I think this guy, like, likes me. Um, and he was, like, begging me to sleep over. <laughs> and um, I ended up leaving because I don't do sleepovers. 
Um, and when I was leaving, he like kissed both my cheeks before he kissed my lips. And like everything was very romantic. And I, yeah, I don't know. So I left and um, I texted him the next day a bunch of links because he was talking about doing like sketch comedy on TikTok. He was like wanting to try like doing that on TikTok because um, he has a bunch of ideas. So I, se- I told him when I was leaving that I was going to send him some TikTok sketch artists that I thought he would think it's funny for um inspiration yeah like yeah to kind of like spark his his thinking so um I sent them to him and he read it and he didn't respond and I was like (laughs) okay and then later on in the day at like two o'clock I texted him and I was like by the way like I had a lot of fun last night thank you so much for having me I really like being around you he read it and didn't answer and then um a few hours later he was like hey I had a lot of fun too um so I was thinking, and, like, I think that there's some subtle differences between us, and, like, I just think that it's best that we don't waste each other's time. Um, I feel like a dick for saying this because we had sex last night. And I was like, oh, yeah, rough timing, but, like, what are the subtle differences? You guys. <laughs> the subtle differences are that um, he has had a bad experience in the past with dating a woman who is into social media and politics, and those are two things that I'm clearly passionate about. And he didn't want to be too verbose because that wouldn't help anything. And I was like, okay, interesting. <laughs> um, you know who, who he reminds me of no, a little bit? She's who? French press. Oh my God, yeah. Of just being like, yep, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to deal, I don't want to deal with the consequences yep. of my own actions. Yes. And like, I'm just going to accept that this is the way that I am. Absolutely. Yes, that is so true. He's very like definitive and like, he, he will not bend to anybody else's expectations. Um, he is, It sounds to me like he does not want to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I and mean, like, when you're in a relationship, parts of what you do and your schedule and maybe even parts of who you are, they change. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think that he's... I, you're so right. I really don't think that he's willing to do that. Um, I texted him back and I was like, okay, so well, like, I'm not trying to like change your mind but like they aren't politics are uh, should kind of be a big part of everyone's life like if you care I mean (laughs) Uh, and you should you tweeted something I feel like was a really good point which is to be a white man and privileged enough to Mm -hmm. not have to care about politics yeah that is privilege yeah like yeah it really, yeah, and I know. No, I know. I'm just like, and and I wasn't, we talked about politics because I asked him if he voted, mm-hmm. and that was it, and then we talked about social media because he wanted to, like, start in on TikTok, so he was reaching, which is, you don't have to be into me. Like, that's fine, but just say that you don't think that there's, like, a spark, or, like, you know, I thought I was into you, but thinking about it, I think this probably isn't right. Don't give me two bullshit reasons. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. And then, um... I called him out, Liz helped me craft a text because I was so heightened. Um, but basically, like, it doesn't really matter, like, what the reason is. You you made moves and we had sex twice with you knowing that you were going to have this conversation with me today. Yeah. There's no way that you just realized this this morning. Exactly. That's fucked up. And I'm okay with a, with a sexually transactional relationship. I have no issue with that. I like having sex. But, like, don't make me think that it's something that it's not. Mm-hmm. Like, if we would have just, like... if. If you said that you're just, like, looking for something casual and maybe I scared you into thinking I wanted more... Which I didn't. He was the one that was saying all the relationship stuff. Then, like, say that, you know? Like, mm-hmm. tell me that I made you uncomfortable. And, like, I was, like, pushing you to... I don't know. The whole thing is annoying. But um, when I called him out on it, he left me on red again. And that's the end of that. I'm pissed because... For a few reasons. But, like, I don't like people. And there were very obvious red flags with him that I was ignoring. Like, he, like... The, I don't need to get into it, but they're like the man child stuff is like a big one. And like, I don't think he's done with his playboy lifestyle and that's fine. He doesn't need to be, he can go at his own speed, but, but to like be self-aware. Yeah, totally. To be like, Oh, there are some things that I just like, don't feel like would, uh, like get, I wouldn't be able to like enjoy right. or something or like would, uh, cause problems down the line. Yeah. He Knew both of those things about you. Yeah, that's not new things. That's not new yeah, stuff. Yeah, before he chose to pursue a physical relationship before with you. Before we went out the first time he knew that. Yeah. I was being very vocal. He followed me on Instagram for a while. And, like, I was very vocal about politics. He knows how much I post on social media. These aren't... This wasn't, like, a newsflash for him. The whole thing was annoying. The fake Dom stuff came in mm-hmm. because he... The, the second time we, um, we had a virtual date because it was, like, right when everything shut down... 
and he was talking about that he's into kinky sex. So I asked him about it when I saw him on Friday and he was like, um, yeah, like I'm into like some, some BDSM stuff. And I was like, oh, like what? And he was like, um, I'm a dom, but like, not like, you know, super intense. Like it, it felt like he was pulling back on it because it m- might scare me. So I like leaned into it and I was like, oh, like int- that's, I said like noted. <laughs> like I was like making it obvious that I was into that. Um, or like into at least knowing more about it and he buried it. Then we had sex and like he choked me, but like it wasn't like anything that like I haven't done before. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Okay. So my interpretation of you telling me this stuff, he's not a dom. No. He's just a top. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. you're not a dom. No. Choking during vanilla sex does not make you a dom. It, no. Especially if you're going to be like, I'm going to be the SM. Like yeah. it's a whole world. Uh-huh. And he, I knew more than he did. And I, to- and I told Liz. Just for me. And I don't even know that much. No, I It's know. very like, uh, I'm very much on the outside of it. And I'm on the outside of that because I'm just hearing from you and I knew more than him. He didn't know about aftercare. (laughs) Like he didn't know anything and I know very, very basic stuff. And so I was like, I don't think that this guy is a dumb. If you guys are listening and you haven't, like you don't know what aftercare is, um, we do have an episode where we talk about aftercare. Mm -hmm. Um, And titled aftercare. Yeah. Or like the good word. word. Yeah. Yeah, That's the episode. It's, uh, we talk about aftercare and like I can just give you some high-level information. Like, Mm -hmm. aftercare, I think anyone having sex or doing something um, that is sexual or, like, involving your feelings in an intense way, you need aftercare. Like, you don't have to be sexual to get get it, but, like, Mm -hmm. if um, there's something that is, like, heightened in your senses, in your feelings, um, a lot of the times you can have kind of a drop. Mm-hmm. And aftercare is something that um, eases that or prevents that. And it's just, um, I would interpret it as like receiving care that like meets your love language needs. Mm-hmm. So just just things like that where you both care for each other. And usually like it's a bottom or a sub getting aftercare. But like doms and tops need aftercare too. Yeah. So either way, like that's essentially what it is yeah and just this guy to be like i'm a dom i'm just like i will fucking fight you he's 100% not and it was like it was a lot of, like i don't know there was a lot going on where i really felt like he was trying to be somebody that he was not and so like stepping away from the situation being like i think that this guy kind of like likes to think that he's kinky and like he's not i mean the sex was like fine you know mm-hmm. but like it seemed like he thought he was kind of more of like a maven than he was which is again okay everything that i'm saying is okay and it's like no i think like a huge thing i'm, I'm like, gonna disagree with you and be like it's not okay i just his because I, I think what i get caught up on is like when somebody ends things with someone and they're like salty about it i'm like okay but like it's not that big of a deal because it's it's really not like if he didn't want to be with me if he didn't want to do go for that's totally fine completely yeah. okay that's not even the issue it was like the like kind of wool he pulled over my eyes to then get to that point like Mm -hmm. there was no I am so good at sniffing out bullshit and I could not with this guy and that pisses me off because like I'm he was so good at lying about well all of this and to make it about you Mm -hmm. is a red flag to me oh yeah um there like and the things that he said are like not things that I feel like define who someone is at the no. end of the day. And it's offensive for him to think that that's it. And I said that to him. I was like, we're just getting to know each other. Like that's that's not even a fraction of who I am. Mm-hmm. Dummy. Like just, it's fine if you're not into it. Just say you're you're not feeling it. Ugh. Just pissed me off. Uh, uh, yeah. So the fake, the fake dom. I feel stuff like he watched like, like the social dilemma and was like. Yeah, social media bad. Well, yeah, because he just deleted all of his social media apps too off of his phone. So I'm sure. I bet it's because he's sus and up to no good. Mm -hmm. I hope you're listening, fake Dom, (laughs) because this real sub is coming for your throat. (laughs) God. Yeah, it was pretty pretty disappointing. So that's my most recent dating update. I'm crawling back into my no dating hole now. (laughs) In general, I think that taking a break from dating is like really empowering mm-hmm. i do think it's especially hard right now yeah because you're just like f- no matter what you're spending time by yourself yeah like at least when i took my break from dating i had things to do mm-hmm. that i could I'm like oh i'm gonna spend more time with my friends yep. and or decorating my house and going to the gym none of that and i feel like i'm kind of in like crisis control too because my my parents are leaving soon so i'm like who am i gonna spend my time 
Me. Yeah, Liz. <laughs> and maybe a man, but like I just don't I talked about this on TikTok last night. Like I do this thing where like I think that I deserve a lot. And like I'm not scared to say that. But then I get to the point where like I'm willing to look past red flags because it's like maybe what my expectations are too high. And I know that they're not. My expectations are not that high. <laughs> but like I do expect a certain amount out of people. And like I start to look past very obvious red flags because I'm afraid that I'm not going to get that. And I so think I look past a lot with fake Dom. As as humans, it's normal to want to look past red flags because like I think everyone deserves an opportunity to redeem themselves. Yes, absolutely. And, like we look for that in other people because we want them to look for that in us too. Mm-hmm. Of um it's why people love Michael Scott. Like he's a shit manager and there's a lot of problems about him, but he's lovable and redeemable and that's why we love him. And I think that's just like in general, how we want to feel about ourselves and each other is just like, of course you're, you, you like this person more than like you were worried. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes, totally. So I like, I don't think you're completely in the wrong for like wanting him to like be a good person. Yeah. But, uh, it's always hard that when you realize, like, someone needs to make a journey without you. <laughs> it has nothing yeah, to do with you. totally. Yeah, I think I've gotten better at, like, when somebody doesn't want me, I don't think it's a knock on me at all. You know, mm-hmm. for a while when people wouldn't want me, I'd be like, what is it about me that's, like, unlovable? And I'm past that. You know, like, I don't, you know, you can be the sweetest pie in the world. There's always going to be someone that doesn't like pie. (laughs) I've definitely (laughs) felt like that. Like, it's just... Well, and then, I mean, like, I think everyone who is... Stop. Everyone who is, like, single or even just, like, unmarried or... I don't know. It's hard for me to, like, say something so definitive. But, like, when every relationship you've had has technically failed, Mm -hmm. it's hard to not get really down on yourself and be like, am I delusional yeah like what is wrong with me that like no one is able to love me back the same way mm-hmm. so yeah. I I can Starts understand that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely yeah it's weird because like I was in a relationship for so long that I haven't really had any experiences with things just like not working casually like I don't have any of those experiences um I think that it's good that I've had such a like traumatic breakup recently because when fake I'm just pissed about how that went down but I don't feel a type of way about it and like yeah I'm not like I'm not hurt by it I'm just like what the fuck (laughs) well and then when someone like shows you that they lack such self-awareness it's hard to not be like yeah yeah are you this delusional Mm -hmm. about yourself yeah I'm just pissed that I'm gonna guess he has some Pisces placements he has to yeah. Y'all can quote me, Pisces men are toxic. <laughs> what was the other one? Gemini men are also toxic. At least all the Gemini men I know. I had a crush on a Gemini man once. Now we're just friends. Let's talk about it, the creepiest stuff we've done. Stalking. Okay, okay. I have a couple. You go. Um, okay, so I think I had tweeted this. I'll, I want to start this by saying like, Amelia and I both, I had never met someone who was so good at getting really deep into things the way I am until I met Amelia. <laughs> like, it made me feel less crazy. Yes. <laughs> but then I also don't really think it's crazy. Like, no. um, we can just access all kinds of things. It's a skill for sure. <laughs> I mean, like, you can really find anything you need to on the internet. Exactly. There, so, like, yeah. why not? you know yeah you should definitely like google someone's name yeah uh before you meet them and you should google common usernames that they use i have found literal criminal records from googling people and that saved me a lot of time i actually talked about that on episode two i found out that that guy like scammed all of these people a lot of money in nigeria like Mm -hmm. i don't want to go out with that guy exactly anyway um so i mean i think the creepiest thing that I've done is um there's this guy I was like seeing and he wasn't exclusively exclusively my boyfriend or anything but like um you know when you're like you could tell like 
you're the person they're dating. Mm-hmm. You're the you're the number one girl. Um, and we hadn't been talking or seeing each other for like long enough that I I really cared, but I like just didn't trust him in general. He was kind of sus. So Go follow that thread. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Follow that guy instinct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but I had we had like gone out and um, he was like blackout drunk, like belligerent. And then I was pretty drunk too, but. I was way more responsible than he was. So I was, like, um, he he was, like, having me, like, go through his phone to, like, text some of his friends and, like, set his alarm because he had to do something important in the next morning, which, you know, anytime you have something important to do the next morning, you should definitely get blacked out. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, totally so uh, I had the password to his phone. Which is so weird because, like, I didn't remember his password to his phone, like, the next day or, like, a week later. It was just, like, I only remembered it that night and, like, I also didn't care enough to try and memorize it or save it. I unlocked his phone and I, like, went through some of his messages and there was, like, one person who his texts with them were, like, the name was, like, a joke name. Like, it was something, like... It was just obviously a joke, like fart master or some shit. I don't know. Um, but like the texts that they had were like kind of flirty, and I was like, uh, "What the fuck?" So I saved the number to my phone. Well, first I took a picture of it, of the like contact, and then um, I saved the number to my phone as like, "Who the fuck is this?" And then I looked on Snapchat because Snapchat will auto-populate like based on like recently added contacts, like what their username That's is. That's genius. Uh huh. And then it like her username was her first and last name. And oh I looked fuck! Yeah. <gasps> oh my! I would have never have thought to do that. I don't think he was hooking up there. I think they were just like flirtatious. He's just kind of a fuck boy. Who is this? The firefighter. Mm. Oh oh! I totally cut out the story about the firefighter from like a few weeks ago, and he's married now. And he told me, like, um, that he, like, was still really attracted to me and he didn't know what to do. And I was like, when I talked to my therapist about it, I was like, I, I was kind of annoyed. And she was like, why do you think you were annoyed? And I was like, well, like, what, what's he trying to get at by telling me that? Like, why is, he's now making it my responsibility. Mm Mm-hmm. To decide what his actions are going to be. Mm-hmm. And, like, at that point, it was very established. I had a boyfriend. It's very clear he's married. I don't know. I was just really fucking irritated. Yeah, that's <laughs> manipulative as yeah, fuck. Yeah, exactly. To make it my responsibility of if you're going to cheat on your wife or not, yeah. go fuck, fuck yourself. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But yeah. I would say that's probably one of the most, like, sly things I've done. But... That's so fucking good. See, that's, like, one of those tips that, like, nobody thinks of to do. Mm -hmm. I love that. You save the number and then you find them on Snapchat. Yeah, I like that. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to have to keep that one in my mental. I don't use Snapchat anymore, but still, that's always good. You still have the option. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Okay. You think you're slick, men? Yeah. No. Uh, You're not. We're always one step ahead of you, my guy. (laughs) But also, I mean, I, I... I was explaining this to my boyfriend that um, I actively choose not to, like, be nosy. Um, I don't know what the... Like, if he's texting... Like, uh, I don't... I I don't know. I'm making myself sound really, like, shady. But, um, like, if he's texting someone, I purposefully don't look at what he's texting. Yeah. And, like, he's doing it in front of my face. He doesn't care. No, totally. Yeah. But I'm, like, I'm making this decision because I don't like feeling like I can't trust someone and I don't want to do that in this relationship. Yeah, because once you open up that Pandora's box, it kind of starts to, like, go downhill quick because it's, like, once you, like, again, like, kind of pull at that thread, Mm -hmm. it all kind of starts unraveling whether it should or not. Yeah. And that's He's given me no red flags. Exactly. And And in the past, it's like, I've got, there have been red flags, and that's what's tipped me off to want to do something. And then, like, Mm -hmm. I've been doing more reflecting of, like, okay, how am I feeling? What's making me feel like I need to go sleuth? Yep. And then uh, half the time... Now, as a therapized adult, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, it's because in my past relationship, uh, my ex-boyfriend cheated on every girl he's ever dated. 
And so, I feel like if you're trying to find something, you always will. Period. Yeah, exactly. E- even if it doesn't, even if it's not really confirming what you believe, you'll still find a way to make it confirm what you believe. And exactly. that's, you know, a slippery slope for sure. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, we should go back say? and forth because I have like, what? Yeah. Well, I have one other creepy thing, but okay. I want you to say what yours was. Well, I just, this one just happened. I wasn't even going to tell this story, but um, I think I actually already told you this. Um, I am living at home right now, if you don't know, but I am. <laughs> and I love it. I'm not, I'm if you not don't ashamed. Know, now you know. <laughs> um, and since the pandemic, my neighbors at the end of the row of townhouses have a son that's my age. And I saw him kind of kicking around, but I didn't really pay any attention. And then I finally met him and he's so cute. Like he's just like so confident and sure of himself. And he told me his first name, but it's like a just a white boy first name. So it's not like, it was like easy for me to narrow it down. Like looking for that name, like in the city I was in, it just wasn't gonna happen. So I typed in his address on Google and found reverse yellow pages, which by the way, kind of creepy, but you can see who lives in every house in the world, basically. What? If you type in an address. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and he was (laughs) registered at the house that he was at. So I found his last name and found him on Instagram and (laughs) followed him on Instagram, which I was like messaging my like big group chat of girlfriends from high school. And I was like... Is it weird? I mean, like, the world's ending, so I guess it doesn't really fucking matter, but, like, should I follow him? And they're like, yeah, send it. Just fucking do it. <laughs> so I followed him, um, and I messaged him. I responded to one of his stories, and he didn't read it. Like, I think it probably went to his message requests. Mm. Um, but, yeah, ever, <laughs> ever since I followed him, he's been fully avoiding me. And I'm like, I'm cute. Like, yeah. And I'm so accessible. So, like, <laughs> I don't know if they're... And, like, all of our conversations, I've been, like, really, like, swaggy. You know? I haven't been, like, hey. Like, I've been, like, running the convo. And, like, it's always a good conversation. So, I'm like, do you have a girlfriend? Or, like, maybe you don't like girls? I don't know. But, like, I can't can't figure them out. But that was probably, like a, like, a good, like, base level of snooping that I will go through to find a guy. Like, reverse yellow page. I type it as a dress. Like, that is, that is, <laughs> that's creepy. Okay, I will also say, though, since you live in the same neighborhood, it wouldn't, like, he lives at the end of your street. Yeah. It wouldn't be, like, completely shocking if your parents had, like, met each other and, like, you knew his last name from that. Totally. It's not that weird, yeah. in my opinion. I don't think so either, but, like, I told, I told the girls that I had done this and they were like, Mealy, Mealy. The reverse yellow pages. That's a lot. That's some serious sleeping. I didn't even know that it existed until I was like, I wonder if I could figure out, like, who's registered at the house. But it's my landlord's brother-in-law's son. So, like, there's... And they some have different last names. Yeah. So, like, there was... I couldn't, like, search my landlord's last name. It was it was just a whole thing. But, yeah, so I figured out who he was. And now he's avoiding me. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Love making everyone feel uncomfortable in the neighborhood. That's great. Um, but I haven't. I really haven't seen him for, like, a month now. So I don't know if he's still there. So yeah, <laughs> your turn. <laughs> um, the other sneaky thing I had done, uh, this was like right after I accepted my job in Seattle and I was about to move. Um, I had started moving in with my ex-boyfriend and like I had started moving in before I got this job and like most of my shit was there and um he also had me on his canary like camera so he had a camera like right when you would like it was in his living room area because it could see most of his apartment so if someone broke in this is going (laughs) so if someone broke in like i i would also get a notification but he put me on it so like um like, he added me to the canary because, like, when I would just go over to his place, like, when he wasn't home or something, um, it would stop alerting him that, like, a stranger was in his house okay. because it would just know from my phone that it was me. Um, so, it was on all the time. And uh, there was one time where his parents came over. Like, this was, like, a few days before I was supposed to move to Seattle. And uh, his parents had come over, and then I replayed videos of them basically saying, like, 
that I wouldn't be successful in Seattle. Oh my that, god, what? Like, moving for my career is really selfish and stupid. Uh, that I'd be coming home anyways. <gasps> Mm-hmm. You've never told me that. That's I forgot fucked. about it, honestly. I forgot about it until Anna reminded me. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, I shit. I shattered if I heard that. I wasn't surprised. I remember just being annoyed. I was just like, fuck you guys. Bye. I'm, like, moving, and there's nothing you can do about it. Not with you. Yeah. Bitches. I hope you're listening. <laughs> Look at me now. <laughs> what the fuck? I know. They're not listening, but I just want you, like, if you are listening, I want you to know that I heard that conversation, and... And I'm killing it out here, thanks. Yeah, I'm doing, I'm thriving. Mm-hmm. Um, despite coronavirus, I would say, like, in general, like, I'm, I am happy. I think coronavirus is something that, like, none of us could have predicted yeah. or know how to navigate, mm-hmm. but, you know... But also, I read this amazing poem the other day that was like, um, it was like, why did your last relationship end? And the poet says, like, I saw my relationship as a prison and she left for someone who saw her as a sanctuary. Whoa. Why would you choose to be a prison? Damn. Whoa. I just got chilies. Yeah. I mean, he was my prison and then to her, like, I guess she doesn't seem that way and I also I don't know I'm so far removed from it now that I'm just like that's a lot of that's perspective yeah like I don't feel any type of way about it we were just weren't right for each other yeah I'm gonna let that one hang in the air for a second (laughs) (laughs) that's that's yeah wow wow yeah why would you choose to be a prison when you could be someone else's sanctuary I think that that's I mean like a huge a huge part of that too like that's kind of with my ex like Mm -hmm. Relationship is perspective. Yeah, it really is. Well, shit. All right. I mean, I've changed a lot, and he's allowed to change, too. Mm -hmm. So he needed to be with someone who uh, would accept the way he needed to change. And that was not me. No, it wasn't. And you're better off because it wasn't you. Mm Mm-hmm. Period. He probably is, too. Yeah, probably. Both of us would have been miserable. We don't care about him. Yeah. (laughs) If you're listening, we don't care. Um, I'm trying to think. I think the the other creepy thing that I did was we've already talked about, which was with Texas. But I mean, like, not everybody's listening to every episode. So if you don't know the story of Texas, here it is again. Um, I saw a guy at a Mexican restaurant, and I said out loud, "That's my soulmate." Turns out he wasn't, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I was. Still Turns my- out he was not. <laughs> So much. But for a moment in time, he was absolutely my soulmate. Girl, I would be so rich if, like, every guy I thought was a soul my soulmate and wasn't. I mean, like, like I, I think, like, I think Chris Evans is my soulmate, but, you know, I'm wrong about that, too. <laughs> I, watched video, that. I watched a video of Chris Evans playing piano. Is it, was it Chris Evans? He's Captain America, yeah? Mm-hmm. He was playing piano, and he just kept, like, looking at the camera and smiling while he was playing piano, and I felt it in my soul. I'm like, I will marry this man. But, okay, so, Texas. <laughs> Chris Evans is the number one Chris. The uh, ultimate No Chris. doubt in my mind. Yeah. Chris okay. Hemsworth is a, is a close second, mm-hmm. though. Mm. Okay, continue. So, Texas. Texas. I saw him at a Mexican restaurant. I said out loud to my friends, that's my soulmate. And then he left, and I was like, if I'm meant to cross paths with him again, I will. I saw him on Hinge um, months later. He never liked me back, but on his hinge was a picture of him posted on um, men who men that read hot men hot, hot men reading yeah something like hot that hot men reading hot yeah guys with books something like that yeah and so he never liked me back but I I internalized that little piece of information because I was like maybe he's not on hinge turns out he was and he just didn't like me back but that's also neither here nor there so I scrolled through the hot dudes reading Instagram page back to 2017 this was in 2020 so that was a lot of scrolling found his name saw that we had a mutual friend his Instagram was private but I memorized his last name as well. Found him on LinkedIn. Saw how accomplished he was. He went to Yale. He like he like ran. He worked at a clinic because he thought he was going to be a doctor. He worked at a clinic in like Bolivia or something crazy like that. And um, I was convinced that I was going to marry this man. So I followed him a few months later when I realized that he was not going to like me back on Hinge. And we just started talking and it was like so fun. And we FaceTimed once and there was zero sparks, but he wanted me to go and see him in Texas because he had moved to Texas. 
And it was like, it was a whirlwind romance that never became romantic. Um, but going to that length <laughs> of like finding this like obscure Instagram page that he was tagged in and like knowing that his friends were going to tag him in the comments so I could find him that way was probably my, my best work yet. <laughs> I was proud of, I was proud of that. My dad, I told my dad this story and he was like, what the what the fuck like you are you are actually out of your mind but like if this was my person you're like dad this just means the fbi should hire me they're really missing out on an opportunity honestly we could be an amazing duo fbi we know that you're listening hire us we know you're listening let us let us find you yeah people because like we'll find them in a few seconds Mm -hmm. just look through some instagram comments we'll we'll figure it out (laughs) Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, remember when, uh, you looked up Twitter Bay and recorded his LinkedIn profile for me? (laughs) Yeah, and his website. Yeah, go through his website. Yeah, (laughs) that was so fun. Oh my god! I was like, and then you also had like Ariana Grande playing in the background. I was like, this is on brand. (laughs) I forgot I had her. Yeah, it's one of my favorite songs. Oh my god, we are a we're a good tag team. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Two air sign, Le- a Libra and a Gemini, up to no good. Oh yeah, I mean we will you, find all your secrets. If you've met, if you met a guy at a bar and you know his first name and his hair color, hit us up on Twitter. We we'll find, find him. him. We'll find him for you. <laughs> we'll f- we'll search his. Have you ever like searched someone's username and then like a phrase on Twitter? <laughs> yes. You're like, I need to find out if you're a piece of shit. That's so... Did you say the N-word at some point? I need to know. find it. (laughs) If you did, I'm not interested. Yeah, I'm not looking for you to get canceled when we're two years into a relationship. I'm going to cancel you right away. Yes. I'll do the word. I want to cancel you off the bat. Mm Mm-hmm. Cancel off the bat. Hashtag cancel off the bat. (laughs) Okay, so Amelia and I are constantly trying to figure out how we should end our episodes because... It's just a trial and error situation, you know? We both we want it to be fun. We yeah. Want, we want to A-B test our endings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A-B-C. We're at C now. <laughs> yeah, we're at C. <laughs> so this, I feel like, goes along with a theme that we've had for the past few weeks. The question is, my fool pe- my foolproof recipe for mending a broken heart. Ooh. Yeah. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Okay. I've actually been talking a lot about this on TikTok because, like, I think a lot of people run into um, ruminating on the sadness, and I do that. Like, I allow myself too much time to wallow. And, like, what is too much time? So I was talking to my therapist about this, and she said, allow yourself to feel sad, but allow yourself to feel other things, too, is what she says. And I, when she said that, I was like, well, duh. But then I'm like, no, I don't fucking do that. Like, I don't do that. I, when I'm sad, I like lean into the sadness. So with that said, when I am feeling extra sad, I try to not, there's so many levels of this and like, it's, it would take like five episodes to talk about. So at the most basic level, like allowing yourself to feel sad, allowing yourself to like experience the sadness because when you push down being sad if you're like nope I'm just not gonna think about it I'm just I'm just gonna like go on with my day there's something called the ironic process theory which is a psychology thing but it says that when you try to ignore your thoughts or you try to actively stop yourself from thinking about things you're more likely to think about it so like why not just like let yourself think about it but let yourself feel other things too so like going on a walk and like being mindful of like the smells you can smell and like what the what the wind feels like and how like the ground feels on your feet and blah 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 blah. there's like a grounding aspect of it that Mm -hmm. helps me and that's not like the recipe per se but like starting to practice those things of honoring how you're feeling in the moment and not like trying to mask it by doing xyz because that's what i was doing for a while i was like i'm fine everything's fine like if i can masquerade around like i'm getting drunk every weekend with my friends and like i'm like flirting with all these guys at this bar then like maybe if i can look happy i'll be happy and that's not how it works (laughs) that's just like shoving shit into the closet and hoping that it doesn't overflow and like it started to overflow for me and like i was pissed at myself for not doing the work so like I would say at the most basic level answer for this, like 
picking up the sadness and dealing with it, but not wasting your life dealing with it. There's stuff that you can do. You can like, you know, do self-care and that's so important, but like none of it matters if you're not working through the shit that you need to work through. I also feel like we totally overgeneralize self-care as being like, and then you put on a clay mask yep. and then you take a bath and drink a glass of wine and that's self-care ladies. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, yeah. that's a band-aid for house anxious I am truly feeling and why totally like self-care is also absolutely going to a therapist Uh and going to a psychiatrist and um being honest with yourself about how you're feeling self-care has become so buzzy and like Mm -hmm. I really didn't start dealing with my heartbreak until I started honoring it and like I was for four for a year I was like if I just don't think about it, it's going to be fine. And like, let's just like make everybody think that I'm okay. And I didn't even realize that I was doing that. So how, like, I just, once I really started dealing with it, I was angry at myself for not doing it sooner, which is not a productive emotion. But like, I was still like, why didn't I just allow myself to feel it before? No, this is a good, <laughs> this is a good thing. And yeah. also, if you have any other ways for us, like, that would be interesting for us to wrap yeah, up how episodes. Do you, oh, Plus. yes. Let us know. That would be fun. We want to do something um, fun. Tell us your stories. Mm-hmm. Ask us questions. Yeah, we could go back to our roots if you have any like fun stories Ooh. to tell us. I think we have more of a listener base now. That's so true. Maybe we should open up the Survey Monkey again. Yeah, and uh, like haters gonna hate. You that's know? true. Fuck it. I do love a good hater. Me too. Makes me feel. No, people are listening. Important. Yeah. Deb, please don't send us. Yeah, we we're actually very <laughs> sensitive. Yeah. But also, I fucking hate away. <laughs> You're probably shitty. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a reflection on you, not us. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Thanks well, for listening. Thanks for listening. We missed you. We missed you. Bye. Bye. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.